welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. This week we are going to be discussing only murders in the building, which I've had to already re-record that one time. That is a very hard title for me. I don't like it. There you go. There's my hot take already. <laughs> Before we get into that uh, news, there's some fun news this week. I'll start with one thing that I'm excited about, which is that Kiernan Culkin is going to be hosting SNL on November 6th. I'm very excited about that. I'm excited to see him as something else because I really have only seen him like as a child actor and then as uh, Roman. So I think it'll be fun. And I'm intrigued to see who they get to be their new musical guest because it's supposed to be at Sheeran but he apparently has COVID and can't do it anymore yeah I just heard about that maybe they'll do it like remote I don't know that could be kind of cool he like posted about how he's gonna try to do all the things he can wow I don't know I haven't heard an update I guess when you think about it I I feel like I'm kind of like um like I forget that Ed Sheeran is like a huge gigantic star because I, I just don't really think about him that much, you know? Um, <laughs> I think of like, him as Taylor's friend. Yeah, that's what I think of first, too. As in Taylor Swift, not me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. Like, this episode, I'm going to refer to myself in the third person. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's almost like Ed is actually even more famous than a lot of people that stop by SNL sometimes. So like mm-hmm. maybe they'll try and be like, no, we need you. I don't know. I don't know either. But yeah, proud of proud of him for being honest and they're going to work through it. Can't wait to see what happens. And it will be very exciting to see Kieran. Like what is he going to be like in a sketch? Can't wait. I I have no idea. And I feel like he's kind of a random uh i'm happy that they chose him from the succession family Mm -hmm. i think he's the one i'd be most excited to see yeah yeah i want to see him let loose like what yeah what is he (laughs) gonna do because it's like literally the only other thing you're right i've seen him as a kid i do know him as the roommate in scott pilgrim but that seems like a different person than roman yeah yeah. So, like, that barely counts in my brain. Yeah. So, wow, I'm excited. I Another exciting thing is that they confirmed uh, this week that Hayden Christensen is going to return as Anakin Skywalker in the um, Ahsoka Disney Plus series about Rosario Dawson's character. Mm-hmm. We already knew he was coming back for the Obi-Wan show, but he's, like, fully back. For all these Star Wars things. Pretty cool. Which, like, has he acted recently at all? Couldn't tell you. I have I have not kept tabs on him. Um, <laughs> the, the main thing I know of him of recent things is, like, doesn't he have a baby with Rachel Bilson? Do they have a baby or did they? I know I they're don't... divorced, but I didn't know if they ever had a baby or not. They have a child. I see an IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> Phew. Jordan's always um, right. I shouldn't question. Well, I, w- I wasn't confident that it was Rachel Bilson either, so please don't trust me. His last credit on IMDb is 
Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, I guess his, which I don't remember him appearing in that, but maybe it was like his voice was in it. <laughs> hmm. So yeah, very interesting. Um, Can't wait. Yeah, that's all I have about that. Selling Sunset is going to be back on November 24th. Um, very excited about that. And did you see that over the weekend, um, Heather Ray Young got married? <laughs> yes. I saw a picture of something at their wedding that said, it was like a wall that was like, finally he flipped her last name. I did see that as well. And I said, cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm just glad but, they're finally married because I was so sick of seeing all of the, the parties that they were throwing to <laughs> celebrate the fact that they were going to be married. That's so funny. It's like, yeah, no one forgot. We know. <laughs> <sighs> I've been seeing some announcements of casting for a new Hulu true crime limited series called Candy. And it's starring Jessica Biel, Melanie Linsky, and Timothy Simons, a.k.a. Jonah from Veep. Mm, okay. Yeah, really intrigued by this. Um, I haven't done a lot of research into the true crime story, but apparently it's a story about Jessica Biel murders her best friend, Melanie, Melanie Linsky. Sounds intriguing. Yeah. That cast has me hooked. Yeah. I hadn't heard about that. I like it. Ozark is going to be returning for their final season, I believe, um, on January 21st. So this is mostly just a PSA for Jordan. She has some time to mm -hmm. watch it so that we can review the series as a whole come January. Yeah. I'm relieved that it's January, not like November, like everything else that keeps yeah, getting announced. This can be like your Christmas break show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this gives me plenty of time. You can do it. Yeah. Um, my last piece of news is that Netflix announced they're doing a spin-off series of the To All the Boys movie series, all about um Laura Jean's little sister Kitty. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be called XO Kitty. And apparently I'm seeing that it's like a series, like TV series, not a movie. Okay. That was my question for you, actually. Yeah. It, they this article keeps saying series. So very interesting. My last piece of news is that Apple has a climate change anthology series. And it's there's like eight episodes and I can't remember if we've talked about this before, but they added Meryl Streep and Kit Harrington to the cast. Wow. Which already had like Matthew Riz? Rice? How do I say that? I literally have never said it confidently. Reese? <laughs> <laughs> we love him, but we don't know him. <laughs> we know he. you can buy a boat trip with him. Yeah, which is what I I want to do that, but I guess I need to figure out how to say his last name first. So I can that call could him be captain. embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> rise. Oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it also has like Sienna Miller, Gemma Chan, Davy D uh, Diggs, and David Schwimmer. Wow. Yeah, very interesting. A big cast. Which um which streaming was this streamer has it? 
This is Apple. Oh, wow. I'm impressed they got Meryl. I know. Wow. That was all of yours, though, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Short and sweet, but also good, I think. <laughs> if we do say so <laughs> ourselves. <sighs> so, to go along with only murders in the building. Oh, my gosh. It's so um, hard. It's like a tongue twister somehow. It really, truly is. Because <sighs> why is there only in front of it? Well, I mean, we can we can just start this talking about this right now. I never understood this title every time I heard anyone say it. I thought maybe there was some, like, pun in there, like, about living like i don't know i just i was like is this like a new york reference like if you're renting an apartment it's like only blank in the building i was like i just must not get this joke and then in the episode when they were like no we're only going to talk about murders in the building i was like that's what the title is and so it it made sense but it didn't make it any easier and less clunky of a title yeah, and clearly I missed that. And then they go, and then at the very end, they confuse it even more. It yes, because they us, the audience. murderers. Yeah. And so then, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. I, I was really happy to finally solve that mystery because I was so confused every time I heard the title. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> there you have it. Hopefully I wasn't the only person confused. Um, and saying it incorrectly this whole time. Basically, this show, it's like a comedy mystery drama. And it is starring Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. And they all, they're like strangers, but they all live in the same apartment building. And independently of each other, they're super fans of like this true crime podcast. They are like true crime heads. And when someone in the building dies, they kind of become obsessed with trying to solve what really happened using some of their kind of true crime skills they think they've picked up. And they start doing a podcast about this murder and them trying to solve it. Perfect. So it was fun as podcasters to watch the show that like included (laughs) podcasting. Yeah. At least I think so. Um, so we thought it would be fun to rank our top three TV characters that we wish had podcasts. I'll go first again, again, as in I went first, I guess, for news, but I'll just (laughs) keep with it. I said Rob from, uh, High Fidelity, aka Zoe Kravitz. I think it would be really interesting to, like, hear her take on, like, music and deep dives on, like, how songs were made and fun facts and new music i'd love it i would definitely listen genius idea i mean her as a narrator was so entertaining getting her like commentary throughout like events of her life but also like fun facts of music and the way that they do like their lists and countdowns and stuff um her and her friends Mm -hmm. genius it's a perfect idea for podcasts thank you I also, I struggle with, like, listening to podcasts. I know, ironic, because I (laughs) um, have one. But I try to choose people that I would, like, legitimately be excited to listen to. Definitely. What if you were like, I only listen to my own podcast? (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't even not do that. true. <laughs> I don't even listen to this is maybe TMI. <laughs> I don't listen to the episodes that I don't edit because it makes me I'm I'm worried I'll just be embarrassed. They're, even though they make, you just have to put it into the worldwide what world worldwide web and just like hope it doesn't come back to you even though it always does and then you Mm -hmm. have to be proud of it and not cringe but you can't help but be a little cringe well a big step was um not feeling grossed out by hearing uh, my own voice Mm -hmm. I'm past that I'm used to I'm used to hearing my own voice back to me but I just worry that I'll listen and be like, oh, why did I say this for, (laughs) why did I say all those things for an hour? (laughs) But it's okay. We're brave. We like us. Yeah. I enjoy the episodes that I edit. I don't know why I'm, I have that fear, but I do. Um, okay. Great answer. Um, my number three, especially cause I'm just thinking about like spooky season, um, I would love to have a podcast from Guillermo from what we do in the shadows. Ooh. Um, hearing kind of like the, his like experiences with, um, like spooky creatures and living with vampires. Um, he has a lot of tales and I would love to hear them in podcast form. <laughs> Yeah, I would love that. That would, and I feel like that's definitely um, a genre that hasn't been tapped into yet. <laughs> True, no spooky podcasts from people that actually like cohabitate with, with vampires. Yeah, fun, love it. Thank you. Um, my number two, I said Eric from Sex Education, just because <gasps> I would listen to him talk about anything. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, a pop culture style type of podcast could be really fun. And, um, I mean, I just eat up anything he says, so. That would be foolproof. A plus. Give that guy a platform now. Truly. I um I really enjoy following, like, the official sex education Instagram account. Um, I don't follow a lot of, like, TV show promotional, inst- like, social social media profiles or anything but Mm -hmm. theirs is like really fun compilations and things from the show and they posted one just last week of like his best moments and I was like Mm -hmm. wow I could just watch this all day so definitely agree with this (laughs) podcast (laughs) idea (laughs) and highly recommend looking up their Instagram it's extremely cute yeah I'll have to go watch to fulfill my need for this podcast now yeah my number two Maybe a little boring because she's just one of the best TV characters ever and everyone knows it, but I said Tammy Taylor. She was my bonus. Yeah. I've, I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, she would kind of be like, kind of in that Sharon says so, uh, realm of She'd like, be like Brene Brown's podcast. Yes. The, that's the other person I was thinking too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she comes from such an interesting place because like she's like liberal but she's also like her background is being a texan wife and mom and also working in the schools being both counselor and administrator and 
principal like she does it all and so mm-hmm. wow i would love it honestly i would love it too even if she did like call in advice podcast oh my gosh yes that's a great idea i would oh just be amazing honestly like give that to connie Britton irl please yeah <laughs> she could do it as herself or she could do it as tammy <laughs> that would be fun for us all that's what I was just thinking about is how there's a lot of podcasts of like the girls from the office, like recapping episodes and like, or like talking about their TV shows. But is there anyone who's doing a podcast as their TV character? I don't think so. And that would be great. That would be so cool. It would be like a whole new form of performance art and would be a good yeah. spin on like, there's so many celebrities that are getting podcasts mm-hmm. and that would be like kind of a new, uh, a new gimmick. Yeah fun i like it my number one i chose samantha from sex in the city i just would love to hear every single one of her stories about dating and friendships and working no filter give it all to Mm -hmm. me i would love it that is such a good idea another one that's like obviously that those bridges have been burned but if kim cattrall could do a podcast in character that would be so funny, so entertaining. It'd be amazing. Also, I mean, to copy my exact pitch I just gave, like if it were half her telling her own personal tales and then half doing advice, like yes. answering questions, mm-hmm. it would be so funny and so good. I'm just every time we do these top threes, I um just am sad that these characters aren't real people. Yeah, me too. As a bonus, I didn't want to choose this person because it was just revealed, I think, that she kind of started a podcast. But Kelly from Insecure, is that? I had the exact same thought. I was like, I would choose Kelly from Insecure, but she has this Kelly clan. Did we know about this? No. And that show is fresh in my brain. And I think this was a new reveal. I don't remember seeing that. I love it. I'm excited to hear more about her podcast. It was so good and so funny. I already, I'm already really sad the show's ending. I miss those are, it's like speaking of of characters I wish were real. I wish they were all real. Me too. Um, okay. My number one, I said, and this is a team up podcast or yeah, podcast idea. Elliot and Portia from search party. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking about all all of the characters from Search Party as well because I was thinking that like I wonder if any of them would be able to like not make their little tiny mistakes and like solve things quicker if they had to like present all of their information in a podcast format instead mm-hmm. of like piecing it together here and there and like making dumb mistakes. So I would love that. Yeah, like if that's how they were processing what was going on yeah. instead like of post like if like let's say dory started a podcast about chantal missing yeah instead of her just kind of like looking for clues physically by herself kind of thing yes she should yeah, have I capitalized like that. on that honestly because she needed money i know <laughs> and the show came out when like true crime podcasts were definitely underway so it would have been very interesting if that's the route they went yeah but Portia and Elliot are much more exciting and I would definitely be more inclined to listen to them anyway. Yeah. What I'm picturing is like Elliot and Portia have a podcast talking about like 
pop culture stuff or something or like just talking about like themselves and promoting their own stuff and then i can see like dory trying to take it like like will you guys mention this stuff that i'm working on and then being like no wow i love it i'd listen did you have any bonuses um my main bonus that i thought of was kelly and okay. that's yeah, happening in page. in reality like you said in a, in our so, tv reality <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like to- our top three world is like completely fiction like that's fantasy and then tv is like kind of real to me <laughs> you know they like release their spotify playlists of every episode i want mm-hmm. it would be really fun if they released kelly's actual podcast episodes as like a companion that would be so funny Maybe they wow. will. Maybe. They love stuff like that. I follow um, Prentice Penny, the showrunner, and he was doing a Q&A, and it was so, just on his Instagram last week, and it was so interesting because one of them, sorry for this little insecure moment, but um, one of them was like, what would you have done differently? Like, would you have changed anything? And they were like, well, we were really surprised at how much hate Molly got last season. Like, we, we what we should have done is made Issa more equally at fault oh interesting and i was like honestly true because like Issa didn't really do anything that wrong so anyway stuff like that so i feel like they love kind of living in that world and making little bonus things and i really hope that is that wish comes true yeah that'd be great all right on to only murders in the building overall before we get into spoilery spoilery before we get spoilery (laughs) before we get into spoilers how did you feel about this show and would you recommend um yeah I really liked it I thought um I thought it was very I I was like in the right mood exactly to watch it like kind of cloudy stormy fall weather I like very October weather outside and it felt like a very cozy autumn show to watch um with like quirky characters but also like there's like murders so it's a little bit spooky um so yeah I was I was definitely in the mood to be watching something exactly like this so it kind of like hit uh what I was kind of craving Mm -hmm. and I also think that I I would recommend this to pretty much everybody I thought it was yeah it was it was like I would describe it as a really cute show Mm -hmm. cute show about murder yeah, it's like it's like just dark enough that like I didn't think it was too over the top sweet. But mm. I think and I think I've seen this from people who love it. It's like it's also kind of like if you are a Ted Lasso fan, you'll probably like this too, you know, like mm, that's a great comparison. Those are the kinds of characters kind of thing that you'll get, but it has enough like salt to it too that it's mm-hmm. not like I wouldn't call it schmaltzy at all. Yeah, I like it. Tell me how you felt. I think I like I liked it overall. I do think I liked it less than most people I've talked to about it. And I can't really pin put like my finger on it as to like why. Um, I think I just felt a little bored by a lot of it, but I still like liked it and enjoyed it. I think it was just I was trying to describe this to Jordan earlier. And all I can really say is that, like, it did feel very, like, surface level. So, like, it didn't... I just love a character development. And, like, I I feel like we didn't really get a lot of that. And I 
I wish that I could have like gotten to know like Selena's character mm-hmm. more. I felt like her character there, she had like her own episode where we were supposed to learn more about her character. And I still felt like I left that episode being more confused about who she is and how she got to where she is. Mm-hmm. Her story didn't really make that much sense. Like, Okay. You're there to re- like remodel this entire apartment? Like, is that what you do for a living? I thought that she was just saying that as like a... Well, uh, I don't know if this is... Maybe I'll get to that in spoiler okay. section. Yeah. Yeah. We'll Let's keep it... back we'll, to that. We'll keep it more overall now and then we can get into more specifics. <laughs> yeah. But um, like I will say after the... Like in... At the end of the episode three, I was definitely more into it and I had fun. It was just like a fun, easy watch. I think I just needed mm-hmm. to like change my what I was expecting out of it. It was like less about solving the crime. I don't know. I don't know. And more about the friends you make along the way. <laughs> yeah, kind of, I guess. Yeah. Um, but that's why I kind of wish I could have seen even more about of like the three of their relationship, like their relationships mm-hmm. with each other. Because th- those were my favorite parts was like, were like their interactions with each other. Totally agree. I think something I was saying to you earlier was, and I don't think this is a spoiler yet, but one of the weakest parts for me was that like the backstory with Selena and the three friends um, from her past, that just never really, I never really cared that much about that, even though it was like kind of a really dramatic story, but I just was kind of like, huh? Like it, that felt kind of half baked. And I think that I'm, as you were saying that about the three, like Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez, that little trifecta trio, I wish that they'd spent much more time developing their relationships with each other compared to trying to shove all these other characters down my throat. Like, Mm -hmm. cause you're right. I think it was, they were so charming as it was that I, it's not like, like, I still feel like I got a lot of fun out of that little trio yeah but there was a lot of time spent on trying to explain a lot of side characters that I didn't Mm -hmm. care nearly as much about yeah I completely agree so overall fun and something for everyone and I enjoyed seeing Selena in like in like an acting scenario (laughs) (laughs) role yeah well it it really feels like it's been a while yeah Something I have talked to a few people about is, like, her character was, like, very dry. So it was kind of hard to tell, like, is she bad at acting or is her character like this and she's actually really good at acting? And I was watching some of her, like, TikToks and other things and I was like, no, I think it, I think she did well. I think it, her character is just, like, really dry and supposed to be, like, mysterious. Mm-hmm. I'm glad um, you felt like that because that's how... Me and my roommate were talking about this, how, how like, she's so monotone, like, almost, mm-hmm. like, um, Kardashian kind of vibes with mm-hmm. the way she's talking and, like, yeah. And so, I'm, it, I, yeah, d- it seems like it's intentional rather than that's just how she talks. Yeah. But I kind of would have liked to see, it's, it's, to echo what you were saying about character development, it would have been nice to see her pretty changed by the end, um, of the season and there are some little ways that she did like she kind of she opens up more to certain characters and 
mm-hmm. stuff. But I I would have liked to I would have liked to see it go deeper. And so that's what I hope they do more of in season two, hopefully. Agreed. I'm just going to keep riding the Selena wave into spoilers, if that's okay with you. Ride that wave. Okay, great. Um, My interpretation was that her aunt died and she inherited the apartment, but she didn't actually have any money. And so like me, but like I still was a little bit confused about like the renovation. It seemed to me like she didn't she doesn't actually have money like she has Mm -hmm. money from her aunt but like she wasn't actually renovating it was like that's just how it is but she said that because she like was just like to like not make it weird like a cover story yeah but again that's kind of a weird thing that we never really got yeah i was really i was confused by that and also like i get i must have missed if she ever explained that her aunt died because i never even heard that either i was like where's your she didn't that was just my interpretation since she said that she would like go visit her aunt at the apartment it would have made more sense if that were the case for sure yeah i also was kind of like why did they have to do it like this why couldn't they just have like that she just lives there too (laughs) (laughs) like i thought because like uh when you first meet her i was kind of excited about this idea of like maybe she like is she like a spoiled rich girl or is she like kind of this young entrepreneur and like she lives in this cool building with all these old Mm -hmm. people? Like I kind of thought that was a fun idea. And so then the, when that real explanation comes out and it's kind of confusing and it's just like, you don't, and like she's, is she, I guess she's an artist, but she's not like a house painter. Like she wasn't like drawing, like painting murals on the walls, you know, like Uh, she actually was painting a mural on the wall though. She was? <laughs> yeah, she was. She she started painting a mural on the wall of, like, all of the um, people that live in the building. And it was, like, windows, kind of like the opening credits scene. Oh, like, what that you show, that they show in the credits mm-hmm. of, like, each person? Wow, I did mm-hmm. not pick up on that. Hmm. But that's funny. But, that's yeah, I, agree. I feel like it would have been um, better if it was one of those scenarios that you said. Or it was, like she's really poor but she like inherited this really nice apartment in this nice building Mm -hmm. and so like she becomes friends with some of them or even if she were just like squatting in the building like that would have been that would have been like an interesting story too if she's like actually like she's just a scammer Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know there's just a lot it's it's just kind of a weird direction that they chose because it's like no direction was chosen yeah it was really weird um briefly i do love the opening credits not just because there's a pug but it's so cute it's very cute i never fast forwarded through them i loved them yeah me neither which is like very rare for me yeah very it's succession and this one Mm -hmm. um two things i really loved these are like very specific but i think they're worth mentioning because i thought they were really funny I really loved the sign in Steve Martin's kitchen that said nice hot vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck was going on with that? That was so funny. I had no idea. (sighs) And then another thing that Steve Martin said was he got a second date and he like comes home and he's like, I got a second date. I feel like I need to sleep for a month because he's like so proud of himself (laughs) for performing so well on his first date. Yeah. And I was like, wow, do I relate to that? So relatable. That makes me think of, um, we kind of talked about Selena Gomez. Um, I also really had fun watching Steve Martin and Martin Short. Um, 
something someone said to me about Steve Martin is that it, it was funny because usually he's kind of playing like a really charming guy, like a really confident guy, even if he's kind of dorky himself, but he's like really confident. And so it was really interesting seeing him play kind of this like super insecure, shy, like he's not a loser, but he kind of sees himself as a loser. Um, mm-hmm. And he was good at it. It was it was like cute. And the dynamic between him and Martin Short, who's like falsely confident, was just like really funny. I think Martin Short was maybe my favorite character, though. He was so I just loved how like blunt he was, but he was just like having a great time. And I love every time that anyone start like said like revealed something and he like suddenly pulled out his like big, huge boom microphone. (laughs) Like, can you please say that again? That was funny. I thought that or was when so they, he hilarious. would be like recording just like on an iPhone from like so <laughs> far away, and I was like, logistically, this would not work. Like that's not gonna sound good. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, it was so. He just always had some kind of equipment, and that was so funny to me. Um, also, how funny is it that last week we talked about Jane Lynch, and then here she okay. was. <laughs> I was so excited for you to get to the episode because I knew I was way ahead of you, mm-hmm. and I was laughing so hard when. Jane showed up. That was honestly one of my favorite parts. I thought that her as the body double was hilarious. That was so funny. I think that's the thing. That's why this show, there were some maybe like plot things that I was like, hmm. Like, I don't think there were plot holes. I just think there were some things that felt a little random or too extra and not really necessary to the murder mystery. Yeah. And just like a little excessive. And so it meant that it was kind of like spread thin on depth of the characters like we talked about but there was so much like little funny moments and little surprising funny moments like her showing up as his body double looking exactly like him and dressed exactly Mm -hmm. like him but then kind of being his friend like that was just so funny and um and like even tina fey having the exact like sarah koenig podcaster voice Mm -hmm. like little things like that were like those all those things added up to making it like really fun to watch, even if some stuff I was kind of like, mm, I don't know about that, but it was still fun. I completely agree. I, I, I think that's what made it all worth it. Was like the little things like that. Yeah. My last thing was just that I really loved the episode, the boy from six B where it was like, there was no actual like uh, dialogue and I thought it was re- done really well. And I, loved it yeah that was that was a cool episode my only thing was it was the son was confusing to me because I was like is this guy supposed to be the same age like is he a peer of those (laughs) teens because he I was I didn't I was like he must be a lot older than them and so I kind of got stuck on that and it was really distracting to me (laughs) um I was like trying to figure him out the whole time I was like I don't get what this guy's uh like that and his, the scene with him and the friend who he quote unquote pushes off the building. I was like, he like brushed his hand against her and she flies off the building. <laughs> like that is that that whole backstory was a, a challenge for me to wrap my head around a little bit. But I did like the way they did that episode and it really forced me to concentrate. Yeah. Maybe that's I think that's why I liked it so much was because I was having a hard time distracting myself. So, Mm -hmm. oh, my other last note is that um, I did find it interesting because I feel like we had just 
been talking about how um, hard it is with people these days because they listen to so many true crime podcasts that they think they're like professionals in like (laughs) actually solving crimes and like how dangerous that can be. And then there's this show that like they actually solve the crime and like two crimes while (laughs) it, it was just like, LOL. Uh, hopefully that doesn't go too far. It is actually funny. There are some similarities between this and then just having watched you last week. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Um, yeah, that is funny. Very thematic for October, I guess. Yeah, it's true. All right. Well, it looks like we both recommend only murders in the building for everyone. It's a family. It's a family show, I would say. Except I should never say that because I always say that and then someone will tell me that I recommended some show saying it's appropriate for all ages (laughs) and it definitely is not. So don't trust me. (laughs) All right. Who's your crush of the week? Well, this week's crush is on a whole big group of people because I watched season two of Love on the Spectrum on Netflix and... Wow. Remembered how much I love that show. Loved season one. Um, it was fun because they followed up with a lot of people from season one as they're like continuing their dating journey and search for love and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that show just fills me with just the best feelings and I love I love it and highly recommend. Love. I it keeps showing up and like starts auto playing every time I finish a show on Netflix. Like that's the next show that it'll start. Oh, and yeah. I keep needing meaning to um, watch it. And I haven't had the chance. I feel like season two really snuck up. Like there was no hype or anything. It just like dropped. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah. That's, I mean that, that basically is what happened to me too. Cause I was just like, well, I kind of need to like interim show that, is kind of like light between shows I really need to focus heavily on, you know, Mm -hmm. like for the podcast and stuff. And it was perfect. And I loved it. Still love it. I did the opposite. And instead of focusing on like a light, (laughs) fun show to watch in between, I decided to watch a really sad, (laughs) dark show. (laughs) Um, Scenes from a Marriage with Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac. And wow. I loved it a lot, and Oscar Isaac is 100% my crush this week. He is (laughs) um, just so beautiful, and I may never get married, but wow, do I love Oscar Isaac. You're holding out for him. Yeah. (laughs) That's hard hard life when you refuse to marry anyone but Oscar Isaac. (laughs) I guess I do have unrealistic expectations. All right. Well, that's all from us. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.